0: Whether you're new to the Wiregrass area or you've been here your whole life, you're going to learn something new about the community. Hey, this is Bethany B, and this is episode 43 of Welcome to the Wiregrass. Joining me today is Anne Cotton with the Cultural Arts Center. Hi, Anne. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's been a while since I've seen you and spoke to you, so... <laughs> I think it's been a while since we've all seen each other exactly. and spoke to each other, unless we were using Zoom. I know. <laughs> using all sorts of technology. A new word in our vocabulary. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so first off, I know pandemic has obviously been on our mind for at least four months now so how has the pandemic affected the cultural arts center
1: well to put it mildly it shut us down for about four months because you know you can't perform on stage and you can't do classes and everything was closed and so when that closes i mean i have i've had to help friends understand that means that the building closed that means that people can't come in and what that means for me is the bills don't stop but the revenue did Mm. and so like with businesses and people Throughout the nation, we didn't have any revenue coming in for about four months. We managed to get our PPP loan, which helped us tremendously, and we've managed to use a little bit of our savings accounts to pay the bills that were coming in. So we have our head above water, and uh, we're working to get back and follow the state guidelines for social distancing and some of the other ADPH guidelines related to events and planning and stuff like that. So we're trying to work within those guidelines. But again, even though everybody else is out, they're shopping, they're buying, and we're also to respect social distancing, um, it's really hard to do events or performances with social distancing. This building is not flexible and so it's a rigid set of walls it can only hold so many in a room and when you start measuring out for six feet left to right on either side of you sitting as a guest there's also six feet front to back and it can eat up two rows of of seats there and so we can only get 70 in the auditorium and only 40 in the banquet hall and we have one classroom you can only get four in and another classroom we can only get 30 in if there are no tables and that's just seating that doesn't include Tables or anything like that. It doesn't include food because now you cannot bring in food. You cannot have food that everybody's brought in and you can go to the bar and pick out what you want to eat and fill your plate full like a buffet. You can't have that. It has to be served and plated cafeteria style. The drinks have to be sealed and handed to you. So most of the time that requires a caterer because it can't come from your house to the event. So that's changed the nature of everybody's rental. Every baby shower, every uh, bridal shower, birthday party that we'd normally be doing this time of year, it has altered that. And it has greatly reduced whom I can serve in the rental end of the business. Now, on the flip side, of course, the Cultural Arts Center has many hats. On the flip side, with our tenants, we've been able to work out opening back up to a small scale. We have the SEAC Summer Camp going last week and next week. We have had eight art camps going on in June and we've got two more camps this week. We're working on a third camp in August. We're already laying out programming and everything to do at the center with with the respect that we're going to look at social distancing and what does that include and how can we handle that. And we're looking at whether or not we can bring back theater. We have theater on the schedule here at the Cultural Arts Center. And we have a children's production and then an adult production and several other things. Can't be singing and dancing because that's against the rules too. So there's more drama which is right up my alley. Um, I'm one of the few (laughs) other than singing and dancing. You get to watch a lot of different kinds of drama. There are some readings coming up that look to be really, really exciting, and we've opened it up where there can be a number of nights to choose from so everyone can participate and socially distance. We're working on children's productions. We're working with the orchestra on what types of instruments they can play because woodwinds and brass are out of the question because they blow just like choral is... Out of the question right now, we're working with schools because schools will be going back in session. And so what is that looking like? Because we teach art at Headland Elementary and Abbeville Elementary, and now we're going to be Zooming our art lessons to them rather than coming into the building since they don't want outsiders coming in. Never know what you're bringing in. And I understand that. And so we're working out a way to do that. Also, we're working out a way that we can offer some Zoom classes to people who still don't want to get out and venture out to the world or who's just found it more convenient to do zoom to learn things and we're going to have some opportunities for that which brings me to an awesome thing during the tail end of COVID and everybody coming back to work the Alabama State Arts Council had grants available. A lot of them had to do with putting artists back to work and so we wrote a grant to get a virtual learning studio up and running and we got $2,500 from the Alabama State Arts Council. We're in the process of buying the equipment so that we can Zoom and put our artists back to work and Zoom to Headland Elementary and Zoom to Abbeville and Zoom to all of our parents and children who want things outside of the center. We're working on a schedule that we can bring kids back into the center after school, some during the day during school, because we have a lot of people who are homeschooled and are looking for things to do like that. So we're gonna have some opportunities there. We've worked on some fun new stuff for adults to participate in. We're working out ways that we can take our art outside the center to places like Mural City Coffee Company and a variety of other places. We've got a lot on our plate right now to show our flexibility Mm -hmm. and to adapt to a changing world that we're all fixing to adapt to. Yeah. And also to bring back some revenue that
0: we desperately need. Well, thank goodness for Zoom. It's created so many different outlets for people. (laughs) (laughs) And this is going to be an interesting one. We're supposed to start back dance
1: classes in September. And the dance we teach here is, for adults, um, it's ballroom dance. And you know that's couple dancing, that is close contact, that is definitely not within the six foot regulation thing. You know, So we have talked to them and we're gonna see if in September, if the state will allow or has lacked the social distancing rules, we're going to see if we can't bring back dance to the center in person. If not, through our virtual learning studio, we're gonna work with them to see if there's a possibility how many people could have their couple at home, you know, and our dance couples, the so most of them are couples, could teach through Zoom ballroom dance lessons until we all can come back and have one great big large dance and bring everybody back together again. So that's a possibility, but it's one of those stay tuned. Let's see what, what Governor Ivey says, you know, at the end of August, if we can get back together again in September. Same thing with our choral festival, you know, in November around um Peanut festival time or thereafter we do the national, we do the choral festival here. And it's a choral and theater festival and a lot of schools are not going to be able to take field trips. So with that said, they wouldn't be able to come and compete in the choral festival or the theater festival. So we're working out ways that we can Zoom and let them compete that way and give them a virtual experience of all the choirs performing and also let them you know, be judged and adjudicated based on their merits, based on their division, and maybe save the school some money but make still make some money for us and reduce some expenses for us and see how that rolls. So those are things that are owned the. Let's look at how see how we can use the virtual world for things.
0: <laughs> Wasn't there last year? You guys had an art festival to help raise money as well, too. Did that in September the twenty sixth. And again, we're all on pins and needles. We've got some things outlined. Um,
1: we've really got to see where we're headed. If social distancing doesn't let up, we may have to turn part of that, the music part of that, into a virtual event and relinquish the art vendors and the food vendors because there's no way you can really socially distance everybody at a festival and stay within the confines of everybody, stay six feet apart, especially when it comes to people coming into art booths or going to the food vendors. So I'm not sure that we're going to actually be able to put that on. We're hoping that we can. We've got things in place to do it. But if not, we're working on Plan B. I think everybody between now and October has a Plan B in their back pocket in the arts.
0: I feel like we all need plan B's, C's, and D's now with the pandemic. <laughs> exactly. It's like, how many ways can you do this? One little task, okay? What are the safety precautions you guys
1: are we doing? Do, we do, we ask them to do several things. We ask them if you are going to come in, please call. There's a number that's posted on the door. Please call us and let's make an appointment, okay? Because in some instances, uh, there are things that we have to do through Zoom that we can't just get up and go let you in and let you wander through the building. Plus- we have to clean after you've wandered through the building, so that's extra work for the one employee that's here, and that's me. So, we're asking that you call and make an appointment to come in. Let's look, let's talk if you're looking at a rental or an event. We're also asking that you wear a mask when you come in because there are people in the various um, tenants that work here and, and do their art here. Some of them have compromised immune systems, and we really don't want it to be the one responsible for bringing something to you that you might not can handle.
0: If there is an event like a baby shower or something, what are the rules? Like, how many people can you have in a room? I know that's changed a little bit over the past four months.
1: <laughs> well, normally, the room that they use for a baby shower will be the boardroom, and right now it can only hold four, and I don't think that's very much of a baby shower. No, that would not, <laughs> not be Not unless fun. you're zooming the baby shower and <laughs> needs a place to set it up, okay, which has been done before. Um, we usually move them into the banquet hall or into the auditorium, to do it there, not at the fee that we'd normally charge that. We usually kinda say how many guests were you looking at. We go from there in terms of a fee. We also have to look at how to socially distance you in terms of tables or chairs or both. And food, gonna have to get a caterer to kind of take care of that um no buffet, no finger food, go serve yourself thing. And that can be that's probably the more expensive part of it's getting the caterer.
0: Definitely challenging for you with this for your job, too, trying to work around all these things. (laughs) It makes you think out of the box, and it makes you
1: walk around with a tape measure on your hip, (laughs) so you can figure out, how best can I socially distance you six feet apart? And what does that look like for decorations, okay? Is it one giant series of round tables where everybody's connected that way, and you sit six feet apart that way? Or is it sections, and and, and how many of them are family members, like live in the same house? Can I put the two of them together? How can I do that? So there's a lot more communication with the person that's having a baby shower, then there used to be a lot of times you could say, um, yeah, here's the deal. Here's what we, what we can do simply. Here's my ideas. We can put tables here. And you get to come in and decorate. Now it's kind of like I'm right on up in there and the decorating with you going, okay, well, let's not put the table over there. Let's move the chairs over here. How about we put that over there and let's talk about your food. Let's talk about your event and your plans and any activities that you're going to be doing and how they can work with social distancing. You know, And everybody that I've talked to, they have either... Really trying hard to make that social distancing a part of it, and to comply with the rules. I've not had anyone be ugly or mean about it, or they've simply said, "Oh, this is way too much. It might be better if we just did the family at my house," and that's worked good too. You know, we've had some that we had booked a long time ago before COVID came, and we've done some. We were supposed to do some birthday parties for senior mothers who were in their eighties, and. After talking to the family and and some realization about some things, we kind of canceled that because I said, "Let's come back and celebrate next year's birthday. Maybe we won't have COVID. Maybe we won't have social distancing and all like that." I just don't want, I don't want them to be sick, not for their birthday. I really don't. And I was compassion for the other person, even though it's revenue loss for me. I don't want to make
0: someone else sick. don't count this year's birthday, so everyone, we're still the same age as last year. That's just what I'm ruling out. (laughs) (laughs) I like that idea. Yeah, a year younger is what
1: we're going to become because of COVID, okay? (laughs) That's an excellent way to look at life there, (laughs) Missy. Thank you. That's what I think, too. I like that. (laughs) How
0: can people donate to the Cultural Arts Center?
1: Well, as always, on our website, there's a way that you can make a donation because you have a heart for the arts. And you can look for that image on there, and you can go in and make a contribution. And all contributions, um, don't laugh, any size can help because we're really good. uh, A lot of us in the nonprofit world, we're really good at making a dollar squeal, and we're making sure that it stretches in many, many ways. And a lot of times that $10 donation, that $20 donation, you don't think it's a whole lot. But to us, it is supplies for an art class. It is paying the utility bill. It is paying the water bill. It is paying the insurance. It is paying for the copier that's going to make the copies. It's even paying you know, for the telephone. It's a lot of basic things that $20 bills can definitely pay for over time. So we're encouraging everyone you know, to help us, help these artists, help our artists, help the artists in our community that work, live, and perform here to do so with their contribution. And um, coming soon we have revamped our membership drive. There will be a way that A person can become a member and make a contribution that's tax deductible and get some bang for their buck and being able to go and do some fun stuff at the center, see some stuff, participate in some stuff and have a great time. So when that rolls out, probably around September, 1st of October, I'll be sure to let you know and I'll even send you one and maybe you can help um, have a heart for the arts.
0: Oh, yes, definitely. I also love getting the newsletters because I still get them every month. And with everything Mm -hmm. changing Mm -hmm. with the Mm -hmm. pandemic, it's keeping me up to date on what's happening at the Cultural Arts Center. Well, and if anybody
1: just wants to be a part of the newsletter team, all they got to do is send me an email that says, hey, I want to be on your newsletter list. It's an email list, and we send it out at the end of each month, and it tells you everything that's coming into the center next month for all of our tenants, how to get tickets, how to sign up, how to register, how to participate, how to volunteer, whatever. There are ways that you can click through and do whatever you need to do to get information or to register for stuff. And it's a great little newsletter to have if you just want to see what all there is in the arts here at the Cultural Arts Center. And all they are got to do is email me at ann, A-N-N, at org. Don't forget the V. That's T-H-E. <laughs> forget the V. Then you go to the Ozark Mountains Cultural Arts Center where there actually is an employee named Ann, but they have nothing to do with what we do here. <laughs> and they cannot answer your questions.
0: That'd be very confusing. (laughs) Because I went there
1: and went, oh, hi. And your name is Ann, too. Oh, wow. (laughs) All because I left off (laughs) B.
0: In the newsletter, you're, it also stated the um, ceramic. Yes,
1: we still have ceramics going on. We still have pottery classes, alcohol inks, and the first Saturday of each month, Regina Henderson teaches an acrylic painting class. Ceramics has been going good. We've been able to social distance them well. They are picking their times that they want to come. And same thing with alcohol inks and everything. I just uh, saw Commissioner Beth Kenward here. Uh, last week, her daughter was having a blast doing it, so she was coming in and enjoying it. And then the pottery class, there's a... 10-1130 to pottery class on Wednesday mornings and then there's a 6:30 to 8 pottery class on Thursday nights. And so we still have adult pottery. On July the 21st we will have our empty bowls bowl making session. I need some volunteers for that because we really, I need 20. I have one. I need 19 more volunteers. We're going to try and get everybody to make two bowls. If I can get 20 people that would be 40 bowls to help us toward our goal of 400 for the sale that takes place in February. We are four months behind in making bows. Normally by August, we were wrapping up our bow making and we're beginning to do our glazing. So we've got bow making and glazing fixing to have to start really going on in the next four months to get everything ready and packed and out for the February 6th deadline. So if you would like to participate on July the 21st at 6 p.m. at the Cultural Arts Center in the Messy Space Art Studio, all you have to do is call me and leave a voice message at 334-699-2787, or you can email me at ann at the org. And I'll put your name down. Um, we'll be there in the Messy Space Art Studio that night. It's at the very back of our campus, facing Appletree Street, the old fifth grade wing of Southside Elementary School, the building we're in. And we'd love for you to have come on in and help us make some bowls and get this thing going because I know the food bank by February really is going to need some help money-wise to get more food for everyone.
0: And it's a great way to get people out of the house too, to volunteer. So Oh, absolutely. And we'll social distancing I promise you, we'll clean and sanitize and everything like that. But you'll
1: it'll be a great stress reducer to put your hands in, play in some play and make a bowl. It's very stress reducing. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, that's all the questions <laughs> I have unless was there anything else you wanted to add? No, I just thank everybody for listening to your podcast. I think it's a really great way to keep
1: up with what's going on in the community. And just remember, we are your community arts center. If you have questions or you want to know something that's going on, just give us a call or email us. And we'll be happy to help get you connected, if not with us, and to some other arts organization in Dothan. And again, thank you for letting me be a part of it, okay?
0: Awesome. Thanks, Anne. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Wiregrass, brought to you by The Radio People.